In New York City, a massive uptick of paranormal activity leads three researchers to go into the ghost extermination business. Some believe the rise in haunting to be an elaborate hoax, others a looming environmental catastrophe, or maybe it's the coming apocalypse. Hey everyone, welcome back to Clubhouse Movies Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rubacaba, joined once again by Mr. Abel Panetta, and we have a very special episode for you today. Today, we will be reviewing... Ghostbusters, 1984, the original, the classic, the greatest, directed the best by one. huh? The best one, the best one, directed by Ivan Reitman. Three friends combine their skills to fight an impending awakening of the dead in their city and uh, ghosts and ghosts. <laughs> so uh, we are reviewing Ghostbusters, the original 1984 classic, starring yes. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Hell Ramis, and Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver. And uh, 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 Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. I'm going to start off by saying this is probably one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, I I wouldn't have agreed with that had I watched it uh, two to three times in the last uh, like 48 hours. And you hadn't seen it since you saw it like once, right? Yeah, I was. I think the last time I saw this movie, I was probably 10. That was a that was a long time. Yeah, I, I was closer to thirty years I must ago have, than not. I must have seen this movie a hundred thousand times yeah. uh, in my life. Uh, I don't think I've actually seen it recently uh, until I saw it just to kind of prep for this uh, review, and everything held up on it. Uh, yeah, I, that was actually my first thought when I was watching it. My first thought was, "Holy crap! This is this is holding up right now." And we're doing a full fledged kind of review on this one, and I also yeah. will do a. Uh, a little bit of a uh, recap on wh- what happened in Ghostbusters 2 just to kind of prep you. Yeah. And what I think, I haven't not seen the new one yet, which is dropping really fat, really soon. Yeah. Buzz is good, so go check it out this weekend or whenever you hear this. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll think about some things that happened in Ghostbusters 2 and some things that I know, based on the trailers, seem important from Ghostbusters 1. But going back and thinking about this movie, it it is a, a perfect arc. The story yeah. is told perfectly, perfectly casted, perfectly acted. Yeah. Uh, you feel for every character in this. Yes, you really do. And and even the villain uh, of this movie has a, a, a point. And I, and I don't mean like the supernatural, the human villain. Yeah, the human villain. The human villain of this <laughs> one has a point. Um, everyone... Everyone played their part. Everyone played their part, and I can watch this a thousand times more and probably still find it funny. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It is not like it's not like they wrote it to be funny. It's the acting that made it funny. Like totally watching Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd act with one another was awesome. Yeah, and, and this movie is a, an example of the plot moving the story as opposed to like the screenwriter hiding behind the corner driving yeah. the story or the story or the character. So, so I always like to say, uh, if you w- watch or make a movie or if you're like acting, even if you're supposed to be like the dumbest character in the movie, yeah, be the smartest person in the movie, be the smartest character on, if you ever see, uh, Tropic Thunder, he had a good line about simple Jack. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Just, yeah, just just can't just, say it. But can't, can't say it these days. But, I'm sure. But but, but don't don't go full in that, in that don't direction. Don't go full simple Jack. We'll yeah, say. don't go full simple Jack. Uh, in this movie, the the three main characters uh, are uh, Peter Venkman, Ray Stans, yeah. and Egon Spengler. They were the smartest guys in the room. Yeah, they they knew what they had. They. Venkman was kind of a fraud, but he had a yeah. sense for business. Yeah, he, he had a did. he had a he had a sense for for scamming people. 
And meanwhile, uh, Ray and Egon, they they told, were actual scientists. They were they were actual scientists, and they knew what they had on their hands. Yeah. And this movie started because there was paranormal activity. Something yeah. strange happened. Yeah. And, and all that Aww. happened was was just gradual. You know, straight up, straight up, straight up, straight up uh, plot, and then the, and then also probably the first instance. You know, I mean, this is an old movie, so maybe we can kind of yeah. go back and forth. First instance of a sky beam. A sky beam. Every Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. ends with a sky beam. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it, oh man, this it, is the first sky beam, and it, and it made sense. It was, uh, and it was. I'll just say this. I mean. This movie, it feels like a lot of movies took little bits and pieces of it. I mean, we have Marvel's Skybeam. We have the physical comedy that, you know, I mean, Ryan Reynolds does every now and again to sell his character. You know, these random little things, like, it it was so nuanced, the things they did. So, like, Dan Aykroyd, like, growing up watching Dan Aykroyd's, like, Breath of Work, whatever he does, like, you don't really, like, the way you're seeing him here, he is not Dan Aykroyd. He is he is race dance. He is race dance. Like these up. are the Ghostbusters, and 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 later on when they uh, introduce uh, Winston Zedmore, played by Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I liked like this new. It didn't yeah. feel it didn't feel like this guy was encroaching on something that already happened. It's like all of a sudden there's an everyman. Yeah, with with these scientists and kind of one con man who's still he's still a doctor Vankman. Yeah, technically you know? he's a doctor. He, uh, but he but he kind of but but they inject him in this and he. Brings in an everyman logic into yeah. what's happening, and he even has that back and forth with the mayor for that exact reason. He's like, "I've only been here for a few like weeks, but I've seen some shit that'll turn you white." Yeah, you know, <laughs> say this to a white guy. It was the funniest thing, man. Yeah, and oh, it yeah. was, it was, it was that made me laugh out loud because it was. It probably wasn't written to be that way, but it was the funniest thing, and it made you feel for him because you're like, man, if I was in that situation, I'd be terrified. Yeah, um, and and it's kind of uh, interesting, you know. It, it many years later, yeah. um, seeing like the trailer at least to Ghostbusters Afterlife and watching the YouTube video of like yeah. what happened in New York, like dude, in the eighties in New York, it was the Walking Dead. Like ghosts came out yeah. of the the, the graves they, they were and everywhere. Yeah. They were everywhere, and you called these guys and they got rid of them. Really, you know? <laughs> yeah, they really it's, did. It's like it's, it's it's like believable, you know. They came out and there, what was it called the Ecto One? The Ecto One. Man, that thing was so rad. Um, watching this made me want to go buy. It, it it's kind of like you know, like you think about like lawn darts and like yeah. that was a thing that like people don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you so know, it probably was a thing where people had like notepads in their car and they would like write to the car next to them and they yeah, say, that was. A I thing remember too. having like seeing the notepads like in my mom's car with uh like the suction pad. For the notepad, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then the other thing is like going back even further, like with like the energy crisis. Like there were yeah. days you, could, if your car had a license plate that began with like a certain number or vowel or whatever, yeah, you couldn't get gas, so you can only get like the other day, every other day because that's there's crazy. Some, yeah, there are things that happen in history that people don't like really remember, but they happen. So I guess like in this alternate history, like maybe we should have done an alternate history on this one too. Yeah, <laughs> ghosts existed in the 80s in New York. Yes. And there were three scientists who well, they, they were, them. They well they were already paranormal psychologists, right? Yeah. They they sensed this, but they sensed the uptick. Like they were able to calculate that there was yeah. an uptick in how to capture ghosts based on this uptick. They even saw the So it start let's kind of get into the plot here, but yeah, let's do it. It starts off with a librarian in a, and I've I've seen this library in New York. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um they the, the librarian actually runs into a ghost, right? Yes. And at this at this time, uh, 
Peter is uh, doing psychic experiments. <laughs> and there's, yeah. a, there's a cute girl and like some like student dude. Yeah. And I remember growing up. He looks up, like Rick Moranis with big hair. <laughs> That's what he looks like. I, I don't know. To me, he looks, uh, he just looks nerdy. He looks yeah. like a nerdy dude with big curly hair. Um, but he, he's, he's doing like card games where he can see, he wants to see if they can, um, he wants to see if they can do ESP and see the yeah. card from from the other side. Yep. But he's torturing like with a button and yeah. and and doing electroshock if they don't get it right. But yeah. the girl always gets it right, even if she's wrong, yeah. because he likes her. And the guy, even at some point, he starts getting them yeah. right. <laughs> he <does>. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know, man. A couple of wavy lines, and he's yeah. like, wrong. <laughs> it's like three wavy lines. <laughs> Shocks him again. <laughs> it was. Dude, I burst out loud laughing when I saw it. Yeah, it, it, and it's so subtle and it's funny. And then, then they get the call like, hey, something happened in the library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about this. Yeah. They get the call. And, and the thing about it is like if you see like it again, you see these like callbacks. Yeah. They go to the library to investigate and there's ectoplasm everywhere. So they, they, there's these words in the zeitgeist, ectoplasm, or the yeah. slime, the ghost will leave behind. Yeah, ghost goo. And then they go and they see this ghostly librarian just like reading. <laughs> yeah. And then Venkman up. Uh, uh, Bill Murray's like, excuse me. Like, first of all, that the way that they approached the ghost, that made me laugh out loud way harder than it should have because it was it was nothing that we're so used to seeing in movies now. It was just so nonchalant. I was I was on the Queen Mary once, yeah. and uh, the Queen Mary is supposed to be haunted. Yeah, and there was this sign on the wall, like yeah. on the deck. It says, "This site here is a known." ghost sighting like okay someone committed suicide here or yeah. something like it's happening and i remember reading that and i was with a group of friends like yeah that's bull like yeah they just put that out to scare people i swear like we were all standing there we heard like old school like bob marley or what was it was it jacob marley like yeah. boom, boom, boom. like oh. someone was underneath the floor trying Heck to get no. up and we all looked at each other like what could have possibly have done that <laughs> we're like i don't know and it like just baffled us. Like for a moment, they're like yeah. we were like terrified. And we're, like, yeah. Time to get the hell out of. And and I remember like get out of dodge, it dude. wasn't like us running like, but it was just sort of like if we saw that ghost, it would have been like Peter Venkman, like hello there, like yeah. well, welcome to like I forgot what he said, but he he's like welcome to New York City. Yeah, w- welcome to New York City. He just started to talk to. It. <laughs> hello, I'm Peter. Where are you from, originally? And he goes back to like the group, like Egon. He's like the usual stuff isn't working, <laughs> like just deadpan. And Egon Harold Ramis plays the most deadpan person I've ever seen act, and it is the best way. Well, there's to do a scene. It. There's a, even even like the quick stuff that you don't really catch. Uh, he's like he's like, I hope this isn't like that time you tried to drill a hole in your head. And he's, and he's like, like that would have worked if you didn't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and he didn't change his candor at all. I could not stop laughing, dude. I was like, this is the best. And he mutters it under his breath when he says this. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is they said now they send <laughs> after that where they see the ghost, they send Ray after him. And then like it's funny yeah. because it could could called back to later on in the movie yeah. where he's like, Ray, why don't you see if you can do it? And he looks back and he's like <laughs> Yeah, he's like you get you know like yeah. he's like get her, <laughs> and then it turns into a giant monkey ghost. <laughs> yeah, monkey claymation ghost like yeah. scare the crap out of him. Yeah, it turns into a large march from like Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, get her. <laughs> oh, it was so good, and then obviously they <laughs> they run off. 
They run off. Um, but here's the thing. They they acknowledge that the ghosts exist or have existed since yeah. time began. But they've also acknowledged that this is a new type of phenomenon. We yes. now can see the ghosts. We can read. We can take notes. I yeah. think we could trap them. Yeah. So it makes sense story-wise that they're... Yeah, th- so it's not this bogus thing. We don't just see them wipe from one scene to another. We're seeing this development and, and, happen. And I don't want to talk too much about like the 2016 ver- version. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. Anyway. Um, yeah, so so it's something I feel like not enough movies are doing nowadays where it just, they just assume you're going to know where these skills translated yeah, from. Yeah, the, the plot led where, where it's happening. Um, the baton passed very well throughout this whole movie. Yeah, and, and since this is happening, uh, since they're doing these bogus, they, they already in, uh, revealed that they're doing bogus studies yeah. with the with the that guy that they're doing electroshock therapy. So what does happens? The school kicks them out. Yeah, so they run into the school. And, the you know, dean. Yeah, they run in there. The dean comes in, kicking them out, and <laughs> we have this scene now after they're all kicked out and stuff, where we have um, Ray talking to um, to Peter. So. Bill Murray talking to Dan Aykroyd, and I had to write this line down because it made me laugh out loud. This is Ray telling Peter. He tells him, I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. (laughs) They expect results. (laughs) I could not stop laughing at this. He's like, you've never left the academia. Yeah, Um, they uh, give you money and just don't expect results. Well, that's what Bill Murray's saying. He's like, we need to figure out how to go into business. That's where they have this this thing. And uh, I've seen a lot of like, like YouTube videos about this. Uh, check out the uh, the the uh, red letter media one where they talk about this movie is about the spirit of entrepreneurialism, like yeah. at its heart, and it it, it is. Yeah. It's it's about these guys going to business for themselves since they had to get kicked. They, I mean, they, they got kicked into the real world. Even the writers and directors that made this movie are in this movie. What the uh, what is it? I freaking saw the names at the end. Harold Ramis and yeah. Harold oh yeah, Ramis yeah. And- this is written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, and it was actually I think originally supposed to be a, like a space movie, like in the future. But okay. like, so glad it didn't pan out I, that way. Me too. You know, Big Trouble in Little China was supposed to be a western. Really? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah, a lot of weird things. My mind is blown right. Yeah, now. <laughs> so much. So it's, it's funny how you can blow a story up into such cosmic proportions. Yeah, and then just bring it back down right there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to this movie. So they they take a bunch of mortgages out on like Ray's house. Yeah, and they're like, "You're <laughs> gonna owe ninety thousand dollars in one year." Well, so like, uh, yeah, he said he's like the interest rate is nineteen <laughs> percent. You didn't even haggle with the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "It's okay. I'm sure like everyone else takes like thousand mortgages on their house." Yeah, and then as those words are trying to finish out of, uh, I think it was um Egon. Egon, no, uh, Peter's mouth. I think Peter was saying that as soon as he's trying to finish that, Egon just says. He whips out. He has his calculator. He's like, "You're gonna pay ninety thousand more dollars just this month, yeah, I know. or something crazy like in a year or something." Yeah, like in a year. Uh, was, but it's, it, and then they go to the firehouse, and then yeah. then Egon and, and Peter's like, "I don't think we like this place." And since yeah. Ray's funding the thing, yeah, uh, like the, the the place is condemned and the wiring substandard, and like yeah. I don't think we can like do it here. And you see, we're like, "Oh my god, this place is great!" And you try this pool. Yeah. Let's move into tomorrow. <laughs> we can sleep here tonight. Right. Yeah, <laughs> sleep here tonight. It was the funniest thing. It was, it was like the best thing, man. It was so, so like everything, genuine. every, every page turn of this movie just adds another layer to it. And like your grin just gets bigger as you're watching it. And then as this is happening, uh, Shigourney Weaver plays, uh, what's her name? Again? Uh, Dana, Dana Barrett. Barrett. She plays Dana yes. Barrett and, uh, Louis Tully is her neighbor in this big high rise apartment, right? Yeah. Louis Tully played by Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. 
Now, as we said, like like the plot is actually scaling up. You're on a yeah. roller coaster ride, and it is going up. Somehow, her apartment, and this isn't happening anywhere else right now. Yeah, but her apartment is becoming haunted. Yes, and the eggs are cooking themselves. And what a perfect like way to get this whole plot even like more so rolling. Mm-hmm. It's just not this random thing where they have this relationship automatically. Like it's just slowly happening. Yeah, it is, and and. He, uh, and, like, just, and literally just be- the eggs are boiling, man. Yeah, and just as just as just as like b- before she goes in the kitchen, she turns on the TV and sees the ad for the Ghostbusters, which was like the weirdest fourth wall inside of a movie. It was I saw that and I was like, that was perfection. And you can see that it was like the beginning of like like there they they haven't got the uniforms yet. Yeah. They got like stupid like like acting like they step forward. Yeah. Are you haunted by the paranormal? <laughs> Have you seen a ghost ghoul or yeah. other kind of uh, free forming operation? Yeah, they're like each taking turns stepping into frame. It's yeah. the funniest thing. It's like call the Ghostbusters. We're ready to believe you. And it's like a freeze frame like <laughs> like yeah, that. And then she turns off the TV. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, then she opens up her fridge and sees a portal to another dimension <laughs> yeah. with the terror dogs looking at her. And then it goes. It was, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, and then they're putting up the sign, which is just a paper sign at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, she goes, she just walks in to go see them. Yeah. And uh, she runs into uh, Peter Venkman, who's being a total like sleaze, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's a total. But he's like, been a sleaze like, the whole time. Yeah, he's like Mr. Lady Killer over here and, and, somehow. And they, uh, they they acknowledge that they got the car, which is a hearse or yeah. old school, uh, what do you call it, old school ambulance. Yeah. And you see Ray like working on it. So, they're, so you can tell like some time is passing. Yeah. But but they're you can see them like growing right yeah and it's and it's pretty cool and then they go to uh, her apartment and nothing is there anymore yeah right but he the funny thing is he's like we'll we'll look into it yeah. you know it's, it's I mean what else can they do so as the whole movie like progresses they are looking into it like yeah. they're they are solving this this mystery yeah they're and, actually looking it doesn't just go to and they they, they they drop clues as to what's happening yeah uh, throughout the movie um. But he's being a slime ball, slime ball, but he still like gets a date. But it, yeah. uh, it's, it's it's pretty funny. But as this is happening, they acknowledge that they're they're running out of money. They haven't gotten like a real client yet. They haven't yeah. solved any problems. And then they get a call from the hotel, yes. and they hire Janine, the the the, the, the <laughs> sassy uh, sassy receptionist. So yeah. And she's like, they're like, they even played say, by like, uh, any pots. Any pots? Have we had any calls? No. Have we? Uh, has anyone come to talk to us? No. Yeah. He's like, what are we paying for you? Type something up. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I've been I've been fired from other jobs better than this. Um, but yeah, they're eating Chinese food and they're like, okay, we're officially out of money. What do we do? And yeah. then Janine gets the call and she's like, What? You have? You've seen? You're you're a hotel? Yeah. Oh my god. She's like, We got one. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my god, we got a call. And at least now at this point they have all their uniforms, yeah, they got the proton packs. Like, yeah, they're going right into the lockers and everything. They're like it's gearing up like it's just like a, yeah, they're, they're firefighters. And you know, I always used to think if they wanted to make a uh, uh, like a series of movies, yeah, they would lease themselves out and become like a utility. Oh, totally. You know, it would be fantastic. But anyway, we'll get into that. we'll get into some of that universe also. Um, but uh, yeah, they go to the hotel and uh, they, they meet the manager, the owner, of the, or the manager of the hotel, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, we this place has been haunted, but things you can tell things are scaling up. The place yeah. has always been haunted, but we've never seen this before. Yeah, so." So it's not like the ghost, but like the plot is scaling up yeah. and they acknowledge and they're, that they're, they're literally there's telling more, you there's more happening than there, yeah. there was yesterday. So it's not like the, the script was an invention. The, the, this world has existed before the Ghostbusters. Yeah. And, um, 
they they go they're on a ho- they're, I always think that was funny where they got they're on the elevator going yeah. up and then some dudes like on the elevator and then they come in with their proton packs actually there's a couple of funny this this a, elevator scene is funny yeah there, yeah there's a few funny scenes in here man it's, yeah the, the, the guy's like well, what are you guys what are you guys uh, doing some sort of cosmonauts like yeah we're exterminators and he's like those must be some pretty big cockroaches yeah, and he goes dude. bite your head off man yeah. <laughs> he's like I'll, I'll take the next one uh, yeah, or whatever and, so then, and then they're on the elevator and he's like I guess we might as well turn these things on we've never tested them before he's like well, well it's a nuclear accelerator it's either gonna yeah. work or it's not <laughs> and he turns it on and he goes boom yeah scares the bejesus out of you <laughs> they're all just like yeah they move to the side trying to get off frame it actually scared me because like where i have my subwoofer in my house is right next to the couch where i'm sitting so when they turned it on my freaking couch shook it was fantastic yeah they uh oh my god this movie uh it was good and then they they got out of the elevator and then who did they freaking see slimer they see slimer i don't even know they saw slimer yet i know they, they saw the slime i think well they they first they saw the maid Oh, and, yes, they, so. and they thought it was Slimer, and then they shot her cart. And I remember the toilet paper on fire, and her like <laughs> trying to. She's like, "What the hell are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, sorry, I thought you were somebody else." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's where that's where they run into Slimer, and he's he's uh, he's like eating, yeah. like he's eating uh, the the takeout cart. He's like, bum, 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 like oh, ugly little spud, and all the food's coming out of his butt yeah. because he doesn't have any body. And, and then <laughs> just a freaking. And he goes through, bugger. and then they, they like let's split up. We can get into more trouble this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was the best. When he said that, I was like, did he just say that? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. It was as if they were self-acknowledging, this is the only way we can advance the plot. Well, I, Without it, telling you that. Either way, it just it shows you Venkman just doesn't care. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, and uh, Venkman, he runs into Slimer in the hallway. And I don't think I remember seeing this for the first time and seeing like Slimer like see him. He's like, oh, no, he's looking at me, Ray. He's like in the walkie-talkie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what do I do, Ray? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, he's looking right at me. Oh, my God. Ah! Yeah. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so ridiculous, dude. <laughs> I know. It's clearly like a, an effect on a cart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. But, but it looked real enough. Like it didn't. Yeah, it, it still doesn't look bad when you watch it. It looks better than most CGI, to be honest with yeah. you, these days. But I'm a huge proponent of practical effects. This movie so many of them. Yeah. Um, so then Ray comes and he you know, just hears him screaming and then they just cut to uh, to Venkman Bill Murray on the floor like he slimed me. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's all dirty and slimy. He's also just deadpan too. <laughs> he slimed me. Um, he just accepted his fate. It was fantastic. Yeah. Then they have a, sh- they, they, then they find out that he's at the, uh, the banquet hall. So they have to have a oh. showdown. Yeah. Uh, with him. And they're like, okay, remember there's a party like happening. So yeah, like, I think like a wedding or something. There's like a wedding on. happening. <laughs> so like me, he's like, don't worry. We'll be really quiet. We'll be really good. And they lock themselves inside lock themselves. the banquet hall. And uh, yeah, we, we don't have to get into the whole the whole whole scene, but they destroy the banquet hall, <laughs> set a bunch of it on fire, pull out their proton packs, and catch the ghost. Yes. And they come out, and the things like smoking. They they, they okay, the iconic thing, the, yeah. the ghost trap, and yeah, the, the ghost and, trap, and the what do you call it, the uh, proton packs shoot out that big, yeah. the big like sp- the, spurly the one wires, thing, which totally looks like it'll cut you in half. By the way, if yeah, ever shot you, so it's like never cross your streams. Oh yeah, and they tell you if you cross it. Remember that if you cross the stream, it creates like a nuclear like reaction. Yep, and uh, they don't say it was like a big explosion. They just said for you, it would yeah, be like the you. end of the universe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end of your universe. You will die. Yeah, uh, just imagine every uh, every particle in your body exploding at the speed of light, yeah. and then you see like. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Full protonal reversal. Whoa. <laughs> That's what we're going to call this episode. 
full pro tunnel reversal. Yeah. Um, so they come out and the thing, they, they caught Slimer. He's in the trap and the thing's yeah. smoking. He's like, oh, okay. Well, you see, you see Vinkman already calculating like, okay, so we got a containment fee and we got a, <laughs> we got so a rush good. fee. And, you know, since we didn't make an appointment, we got to do this. And they, yeah. so it's about $3,000 for the, but we are running a special on yeah. uh, free froming vapors. Uh, we're going to do it for $5,000. He's like, that's so much. <laughs> I'm not going to pay that. And he's like, well, we'll just put this guy right back in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, fine, 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 fine. So he hands him, a, he hands him the invoice. Yeah. It was just so funny how they went from this crazy scene where they're just bashing around to it's all about business, baby. But that that sets off the montage of like Ghostbusters are phenomena now because yeah, people like, people throughout New York are noticing an uptick yeah, in so paranormal volume, activity. We get this cool freaking scene of the Ecto-1 yeah, just peeling out around a corner. Just a lot of... Who doesn't like a synth drum, man? This yes. So so uh, Slimer in the hotel, business is booming. Business is good. Super good. But as this is happening, uh, Dana has... Uh, Sigourney Weaver has moved back into her apartment. Yep. And uh, Tully is a, is a little nerdy guy played by Rick Moranis, invites her to a party. Yep. And this part, like the thing, also thing about this movie, it's funny, it's a good story, but it's also scary. Yeah. Uh, in this scene, uh, Dana Dana doesn't really want to go to the party. She doesn't care about him, but yeah. but she she called Vank. She she ran into Vankman also before this. I'm sorry. There's a scene yeah. where they start talking about the uh, the building, and the, that's where the plot is like layering on top. Yeah. So he meet he meets her at her job. She's uh she's in the orchestra, and um he, he said like oh yeah this uh. It looks like this place was like built by an Eivor Shandor. And it's a really rare, like they keep building this, yeah. this people. It's a very rare material and so this and that. So we're still looking into it, but we'll find something one of these days. It's like, how about I see you like later tonight? It's like, yeah, sure. So she's getting ready for a date with him. Yeah. But while she's, and then Lewis Tully's having the party. And while this is happening, and this part's actually still scary. Yeah. Like she's sitting and watching TV and like things like start melting around her and get really hot. Yeah. And the couch sprouts a bunch of hands, arms, man. arms, and grab her and grab her face and she's like screaming. Yeah, like these gray burnt black arms. And then, the, then the couch like turns and then the door opens and the terror dog is yeah. like there, like a big like jaguar with horns. Like it looks like a devil dog. Yeah, it looks like a giant murderous hyena with horns. And then like the, she's still stuck to the thing and she just like gets projected forward into the terror yeah. dog and then we don't then the door closes behind her and we don't see her and we don't see her that's the end of Sigourney Weaver for a while and then while that happens uh, Rick Moran is having the party yep and uh, he goes some, someone comes in and it's pretty funny he's like they're all just dancing he's being like a total square he's like oh, yeah I hired clients to have friends so I could write this off as a uh, <laughs> as a business expense um, so, he could have, so just so he could throw a freaking party, just so he could throw a party, and then and then uh, someone shows up and grabs their coat. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just throw your coat in the in the in the room." And as he throws it in the room, there's another terror dog, yeah, like sitting just, on the bed, and he throws on his face. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Like <laughs> these, you know, these nuances, man. He just threw a coat over its face. Yeah, it's just like he's not that big, but just he's just a growling monster. Um, and then you hear that the thing makes this huge sound, like huge roar, uh, and then he goes, oh, "Okay, who brought the dog?" And he says this like the stupid half laughing face. Yeah, okay, who brought the dog? And then the terror dog just bursts through the wall and starts chasing him like throughout yeah, the thing, through the building, through the building. And then it's funny Central because Park. some uh, some other neighbor like opened their thing and saw the terror dog. Just, nope, <laughs> <laughs> yes, elderly lady she just, just nopes out. The door. 
yeah, it's like Aunt May in there chases him through Central Park, and then I remember like thinking like when I saw this like for the first time like why aren't these people helping him because like he he goes to like a hoity toity restaurant in the park and like, he's like he's like behind the glass like help me he's gonna eat me he's gonna eat me yeah. <laughs> and he turns around and his hands are up on like this on the glass and we see his back you just hear him screaming he even thought like maybe I have a bone or a steak in my pocket yeah. <laughs> it was funny I didn't realize that they didn't see the thing it's because I don't think they could see the thing. I well, e- even if like just the angle of it, yeah, maybe they didn't see him. I don't maybe know. See it. I, I uh, as from my from what I can tell, the terror dog does return. Yes. Uh, so we'll we'll see we'll so, see if, because they said that they're going to introduce more rules. So we'll find out. Sweet. So what happens after that is you know he's making all this ruckus noise. He hits the glass. The terror dog takes him over, and then he sunk, sinks down to the ground. And then these hoity toity people just go turn, back about yeah, their business. Just back to their business as if nothing ever happened. Yeah, uh, so Vankman shows up for his date with uh, with Dana. Yeah, with Dana. So he goes, and then it turns out now <laughs> she is possessed. And she opens he opens the door, and then she's like, are you the key master? Yeah, so, and he's like, no. Well, and the funny thing is the way she opens the door. So she's not typically dressed like a super sexy lady. Yeah. And she opens the door, and all of a sudden she's this vixen with like this super crazy like eye makeup on. Yeah, and she's all like, ghostly, all ghostly, wild, big hair with that's been hairsprayed with like ten aquanets. And then there's a fan, obviously blowing air into her. She's got this glow behind yeah. her. And she's, she's backlit. Are you the key master? <laughs> and he says no. The fact that he just says no with no reaction to what's happening around. She just slams the door in his face. <laughs> yeah. So he knocks again. And she and he says yes. <laughs> and when he said yes, I just couldn't freaking keep it together, man. <laughs> you know what's funny is that they've they've made this mistake like twice already. <laughs> and they don't learn their and lesson they don't the third stop. time. <laughs> <laughs> the more you watch this movie, you start laughing at those moments. So like I, this was my first go and I could not stop laughing at that scene. Yeah, and and and, and this whole there's also one other funny thing, but but <laughs> so she's 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 apparently super horny for him now. <laughs> and and uh he's Or like, Zool is. Yeah, she says I am Zool and, and I forgot or the other guy's Vince it's Zool and Vince Clortho. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but she's super horny for him, and then he's like, "Yes, no, 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 no." And then like he holds her, like he puts her down on the bed, and like she starts like hovering, like exorcist style over the bed. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no!" And for some reason, he had some Thorazine already <laughs> in, in his pocket to yeah. like to well, sedate her. Well, the thing is, she's so she's floating. And he's going. He's just watching her, just very, just watching her, observing her, just like, "Oh, this is cool." And he keeps talking to her as she's floating off the bed. But like, she's she's making like. Like yeah. monster noises yeah. and he goes under her while she's floating yeah and he just talks to her and she's like no he's like oh okay. and then while that's happening um uh rick moran is tully he he's possessed by vince yeah. clortho and but he's but he's a complete dullard for some reason yeah and he goes to talk to a, a horse and he's like are you the gatekeeper because we need to like get together and like start <laughs> the apocalypse and then the the guy who's, who's operating the horse yeah. or the, carrying the horse he's, he's like, like i'm the boss here yeah man. i'm the boss you, t- you want a deal you talk to me and he's like and his eyes glow and he's like yeah, he's making like monster noises again. And he goes back to talking to the horse. He's like, but he, he's talking to the goat. Uh, the, 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 that's how the goat logo. He's talking to the the horse, and then and then he runs away. He's like, the world will be ours again. Yeah. Gozer will rise from the grave, and we'll take over the universe. And he's like knocking over trash cans yeah, and stuff. Like this elderly lady right next, to, like she's getting stuff out of a trash can. It has something proper propped up like a bag. He turns around, running off, doing his stupid. Where's that sound? 
So <laughs> he's making those sounds, kicks it, kicks the damn bag everywhere, and then the camera goes to that guy, the horse sleigh guy, and he's yeah. like, yeah, what an hole. <laughs> I know. He like looks at the camera, too, when he says it. <laughs> it was so well delivered. And then there's also a smash cut after that yeah. where the, 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 the police are knocking on the door of the Ghostbusters thing. Oh, yeah. And then Janine's like, you're dropping off or picking up. Like, it's something that they do. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it like, wasn't a scene that stopped everything, but it was a scene that made you go, what? Yeah. And then he's like dropping off. He's like, okay, let's go talk to him. And he's like, I'm Vince Clortho. Like, we must take over like the world. Yeah. And then the guy like scans him with his like tricorder. He's like, and then he's like, yeah, we'll take him in. And then Janine's like, you're so nice for taking care of this man. Yeah. I don't think he's human. <laughs> that, was, that was Egon talking to uh, Janine. Yeah. And it's funny. So you can definitely tell he's not human because when he does that scan, there's a TV right next to the scanner and you can see, you the, can see the terror dog. Yeah, the terror him. dog is right there. Yeah. Um, this also, the scene is also kind of weird because Janine uh, is talking to him. She says, like, I have a really strong ESP about this. Yeah. I think you're going to die, which is sad because Harold Ramos is, yes. the, is the only one of them to have le- left us right now, which is sad because he's like the nice, he seems like the nicest guy at all. <laughs> yes, he was such a bummer. So man. I want, because we know Janine will return, so we'll see if, yeah. uh, we'll see if they acknowledge that, that at all because uh, the, the Egon is part of the plot. Yeah. So they haven't, they haven't, they haven't done a Joker. They didn't act like it never existed. Yeah, thank God. Um. So that's, That'll be fun. But anyway, so Vankman calls the Ghostbusters house while he's at Jin, at, at Dana's and he goes, mm-hmm. hey, I'm with the uh, Dana and she's saying that she's the gatekeeper and she's yeah. looking for the key master. Well, we're at the key master. <laughs> and like, where are you? Yeah, where are you? He's like, maybe we should get these two together. Uh, he's like, I think that would be like the worst idea in the history of bad ideas <laughs> yeah. or something. Uh, and then all while this is happening, there's a scene that we missed before that where uh, Peck from the... Uh, Oh, EPA. Yeah. The, uh, uh, that's what oh, I was saying. Like a, the bad guy who's the bad guy, maybe he isn't the bad guy, but he's like, yeah. he's like, hey, do you have any unlicensed nuclear reactors here? He's like, <laughs> maybe. He's like, are you sure? I don't know. Why would I? He's like, can I take a look at your facilities? I was like, no. No, at first he's like, can you say the magic word? He's like, please. He's like, why do you want to see our reactor? Then they'd again do like a, a pissing yeah. contest. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, and he just kicks him. He's like, I'm coming back with a quarter. I'm going to screw you guys over. And then just kind of like as all of this is like happening, yeah. uh, they hire Winston, yep. uh, played by Ernie Hudson. Uh, and he just kind of comes in with like a resume. He's like, is it the place? Yeah, you're hired. Okay. And they hands <laughs> are handing him traps. <laughs> you know, it's so casual. He's like, he's like, oh. and then they, they, then they teach him how to use the trap. And he's like, once yeah. you catch a ghost, you put him in the thing. And, and then as, as, as we kind of get to know Winston, like uh, Ray's like reading about Dana's apartment and is saying like, yeah, this is this place is made by some kind of weird metal. Like they were up to something. Either the guy was crazy or a genius, and they're just yeah. kind of layering the story. And yeah. then like he's like, "Man, there's a lot of ghosts." And then, like Winston, he's like talking like kind of like on every man. He's like, yeah. "It's just you or me." We're like, "Like this seemed like Judgment Day to you." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's "Him and Ray, he, they he, start having this." Co- he's deep like, "The dead rise from the grave, and then, then the world fills the 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 waters turn to blood and fire." He's like, yeah. "Judgment Day, Judgment yeah. Day." I was like. Yeah, but it you know it's, it, it took Winston to come in to kind of like realize like, hey man, like the, the this world, is happening. This is scary stuff. This is some biblical proportions kind of stuff. Here. I always wondered what they what the ghosts really were and what it was like in Ghost Jail. Maybe there was a cartoon episode about that. I don't remember the cartoons too much, but that was I don't cool. either. Uh, but uh, but Peck comes back with a court order and a warrant, 
Yep. And he comes to shut down the uh, nuclear reactor. The nuclear reactor. The the, the the grid. Yeah, the grid. The ghost jail. And just before they they do that, I forgot to mention the Twinkie. So so he's explaining him to the Twinkie paradox. So he goes, uh, imagine this Twinkie is the normal size of paranormal activity in New York. The Twinkie now is about three miles wide, and uh, I don't know, ten miles tall. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty big Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mmm. Hostess. Now that's the stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh man. God, look. I made a moon. My Halloween ones. <laughs> oh, we had left. Mmm. Man. This is delicious. Hey. Uh I know these are chocolate twinkies. Try a fried regular yellow twinkie. Mm-hmm. You ever done it? Mm-hmm. It's the real deal. Fried Oreo too. I didn't like fried Oreos. Too oh much. man! I uh, when I went to um, South Carolina for work, we had fried Oreos, like a whole like bowl of them. No, <laughs> nobody ate any. So, it's needless to say, is if the ghosts ever get out or some something happens to the grid, uh, there's going to be an infection of ghostly proportions. So yeah, so Peck returns with the court order and a cop and a Ed- Edison worker. Yeah. Like we got to go through, and Vinkman just shows up from from hanging out with Dana, yeah. and, and, and then they're like, they're trying to shut down the grid. He's like, that would be crazy. He's like, and then Peck's like, I tried to reason with you, but you didn't want to, which is true, by the way. <laughs> he did try to reason. He did him. try to reason with him, uh, but then he uh, managed to shut down the grid, and the thing goes, bam. I need a siren button, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And then like, oh, shit. Like, the, the, yeah. the Edison guy's like, oh, crap. Yeah. So what we don't see, well, we do see this, but I think. Was it Egon? Yeah. They start, like, as uh, the Edison guy is about to shut off the power, he starts going, like, mm, mm. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone's, them, like, bolts to the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and they run up the stairs. They run up the stairs, and then the first sky beam happens. Yeah. In, in cinematic history, the sky beam. Um, because the building is almost, like, it just combusts and with, within. With ghosts coming out and slammers mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, what's his name? Louis Tully as Vince Clortho. It's the sign. And then... <laughs> And Gene's like, it's a sign that we're going to business. <laughs> it was pretty good, man. Um, but then all the ghosts, they they fly to uh, Dana's apartment building yep. and blows it up. And the Ghostbusters are arrested. Yeah. They're they're arrested. arrested. And, and w- remember, Ray and Winston were actually out busting ghosts, having that conversation. So everyone yep. actually kind of came together perfectly Yeah, at that one moment for everything to go to hell. And they're in jail. And then that's where uh, Ray has the actual plans. Yeah. And then they figured out that... That there was a guy named uh, Evo Shandor. Yes, Evo Shandor, and remember, remember this stuff for the for the next one. Evo Shandor was a Gozer worshiper, and he ran a cult of Gozer worshippers. They yeah. built that building to bring Gozer back because it was an antenna for the paranormal. Yep. Uh, so they had sacrifices, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um. And while they're in jail, they're talking about it, and then they're just like, "Uh-oh!" Like, sounds like the apocalypse is happening. Yep. And, and then, then the mayor, mayor's people come in. They're like, "What's going on here?" Is like, "We uh, okay?" So the the Ghostbusters are in the mayor's office with Walter Peck. Yes. And they're like, "What the hell happened here?" Is like, "Well, it's the apocalypse. All kinds of crazy things are going to happen." And then they're like, "Well, how this start?" And then, this is like the most casual line. I laugh every time. Yeah. Uh, Ray's, Ray Ray Dan is like. Yeah, we had it all under control until Dickless turned off our grid, <laughs> and then the then the story like progresses. They're yeah. like, there's like, yeah, it's, it's going to be really bad, and then they're talking, and then and then like the mayor just kind of casually like looks at like like uh, what's his name, um, uh, Bill Murray, like yeah. Bankman, and he goes, "Is this true?" He goes, "Yes, this is true." 
this man has no dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. And they start fighting, and, <laughs> and then he's like, that's what I've heard. <laughs> dude, dude, that thing took me out of the movie in the best way. I could not stop laughing, and I was like, did he really just say that? <laughs> just out of nowhere, too. You just, you just see like that guy, Walter Peck's face, like, he's like, that's what I heard. It's like he hated him in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was personal. And then they, oh they, they, they pull God. out Walter Peck. He's not part of the equation anymore. Yeah, he's gone. They and then that's when, out of the room. when Bill Murray has his uh, world-famous uh, cats and dogs living together speech. <laughs> it's going to be biblical stuff. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, well, what if you're wrong? He's like, then we go to jail. Peacefully, quietly. You'll thank us. Like, <laughs> But if you win, you'll save millions of registered voters. Yeah, that made me laugh. And that, that sets off the, uh, the Ghostbusters versus Gozer, like, start of the fight. But as this is happening, uh, Lewis Tully, possessed, yeah. finds his way home and yeah. meets the key master, meets the gatekeeper. Diane. Or Dana. Dana. Dana, Dana. And uh, they go up to the room. And I remember this was like creepy imagery because the when the ghost came, they tore apart her apartment. So it's yeah. a big hole in the building. Yeah. Like- and then she, then, then he opens the door and, he, and uh, he goes, she goes, are you the key master? I am the key master. Are you the gatekeeper? I am the gatekeeper. Yeah. And then they both like embrace. So she, yeah, she dips him and they start making out. They make out and then they turn to where that thing kind of like first opened that sucked her in. But now it's like a creepy staircase from like Beetlejuice style. Yeah. <laughs> like burst out of the wall. It's just going up. Yeah. And it's like creepy. And they go upstairs and then the, then they cut to uh, the army and everybody coming yeah. at the Ghostbusters aid to go to go fight Gozer, right? Yeah. Um. Well, and then this huge practical effects. The scene. ground opening up. Yeah, it was the coolest thing. And it's like, scary. I thought the Ghostbusters were dead for a minute. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh man, there's a bottomless pit, but it probably just like was a few feet down. And just yeah, and then some dirt. It was uh, it was like the whole ground broke up in front of the hotel, uh, in front of the uh, their building, and it was they they just slid right underneath. It was scary. Yeah, it was awesome. I think Ron Jeremy was one of the bystanders too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, if I edit this, I'll, I'll be like, there he is. Okay. <laughs> um. But uh, what happened? So, so they they get out of that, and then they're like, "Time to like go." And since the elevators aren't working, they have to like walk <laughs> all the, the way up to the top of the stairs. Uh, and they finally make it to the top after like some some jokes, like, "Yeah, once we reach floor twenty, I'm gonna throw up." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they should have been awesome if they quick roped down. Well, I actually, wrote I was like the third act killed me because it said I, um, it started with them being pumped up, and then it wipes to them struggling to climb the stairs. <laughs> And they just said the juxtaposition. It was a was dead. Hilarious. It was a nice dead cut, like yeah. to like them, like yeah, we're gonna do this. Yeah, they're all pumped. Yeah, and then it's like so tired. Yeah, they're all just like heaving and hoeing. It was the best thing. And then they they finally make it to Dana's apartment and they find that spooky staircase. And they're like, where do we go? We go up. <laughs> yeah, where else are you gonna go? We go up, and they went up, and then uh, they found Dana and Tully hanging out on these two pedestals, like in this like scary yeah, it was like, like this altar, this it was... scary altar thing, and then lightning strikes hitting them. Yeah, and then David they, Bowie shows up. <laughs> yeah, well, well, they turn to de- terror dogs first. Yes, they do turn terror. They're like, oh no, she's a dog. She paid in advance, but now she's a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they go and the, the the altar's opening, and then that's when we see Gozer. And yeah. Is, Gozer is this creepy woman with a yeah. flat top, blood red eyes, and and a bubble dress, like like or, or bubble tights or whatever. Yeah, it was. It looks like it looks like just like bubble foams were all on her body. It was so weird. It, that was actually super eerie. It was because you didn't expect it. I think originally it was, it was supposed to be uh, Pee Wee Herman in a suit. That would have been, I think that would have been scarier. 
it might have been, but this was something like you've never seen before. So, yeah, it was very menacing. And if you if you th- think back to like all those like, like I'm not even kidding. This is like it. It's like a terrifying Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, if you if you see uh, like those old like paintings of like hell. Yeah. You know, you know, like oh, Dante's for Inferno, sure. Yeah. And there's just like ghouls with like their face stretches and like yeah. this was kind of like that kind of I- imagery. And uh, the the was it Ray or Egon? I think it was Ray. Yeah, it was Ray. Ray. He says uh, he's like. Okay, you are in violation of section code. So, you know, like remember the Ghostbusters? Because <laughs> well, they didn't know what to say, yeah. so they're like, "You would need you to tell them, you right? need to vacate this reality, uh, or uh, go to the nearest parallel dimension." Yeah, and then and then she goes, uh, "Are you a god?" And then and then then Ray looks at at <laughs> Peter, <laughs> and Peter's just like, you know, he does that thing again. He's done the like twice pump. the fist pump. Like here you go, and he goes, "Well." Uh, no. <laughs> and then she goes, then die. Oh, man. And just zaps them, and they almost fall off the freaking building. Yeah. And then the best line in the movie, I think it was Winston. He goes, Ray, next time someone asks you if you're a god, you say <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was Ernie, dude. It was a fun. Rather, it was Winston. Yeah, Ernie Hudson, Winston. Oh my God, that made me laugh so and, hard. And they're like, oh yeah, this chick is toast. And then they aim <laughs> for the flat top, and they start shooting over their proton packs. The <laughs> <laughs> and then she does like a Spider-Man move where she yeah. goes and flips around them, and they shoot her again. Yeah. And then she disappears. Like just, yeah. they're like, oh my God, well, she's vaporized. We won. And then things like shaking. And then there's another creepy imagery. Was like, it was like. It was like a statue or whatever, but it was like lips. I, I, I have a hard time describing it, but it I was. Watch this again. Like, but but she but again. but she just turned into like a voice, and there was like this like arch with like spikes sticking out of it, and that was the thing. Is like choose the voice. I am like, yeah. If you watch it again, um, I, no, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, watch it. Watch it before you see the next one, dude. Like just to kind yeah. of get. It. But she turns into like almost like a speaker or like a voice. You just hear her voice, and yeah. she says, "Oh, oh I'm Goza, the Cosayan." That's not creepy. <laughs> and then she goes, let's see, it's done creeping out. And she goes, choose the form of your destructor. Remember? <laughs> yes, and then I they're like, remember that now. And then they're like, uh, oh, choose, don't choose anything. They're like, what do you mean choose? It's meaning if you choose Jagger Hoover, Jagger Hoover is going to kill us. <laughs> and he goes, okay, everyone clear your brain. Clear your brain. The choice has been made. <laughs> and then you see it. <laughs> and then choose. You got to do Bill Murray. Nobody chose. You see him. He's actually legitimately pissed off. Like it was the yeah. first time he's been pissed off in the whole movie. His girlfriend turned into a dog. He wasn't pissed off, but now yeah. he's pissed. Nobody chose. <laughs> and he's and you see Ray. It just popped in there. What Ray? What just <laughs> popped in there? And you hear like you hear like. <laughs> there was a nod earlier to this too. Yeah, there were a few nods to the Stay Puft Marshmallow. It's the Stay yeah. Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, you see this like happy creature, like with te- these big angry eyes, <laughs> like this big fluffy toddler is just walking through downtown. Yeah, stepping on cop cars and they're like, well, maybe he's like a sailor. We'll get him laid. He'll you'll go home. He's cool. <laughs> he's in New York City. <laughs> and then that's when they realize. Wait a minute! Remember the crossing the streams and doing the full proton yeah. reversal. It's our only way out. So they get them. They, yeah. So they they all four of them cross the streams into one giant beam. Yep. And shut down the portal. Yes. Uh, and then the state of marshmallow man explodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting marshmallow everywhere. 
all our monster noises. Yeah, that's all we got for you. Um, explodes, gets marshmallow everywhere. But a big dump goes on Walter Peck. The spy beam, uh, the spy beam, uh, sky beam closes. Yeah, and I remember it looks like a face when it when it closed. Remember, it was like, oh. yeah, it was, like, oh. it was so creepy looking. Uh, and then uh, everyone's kind of like exploded away from each other, and they all kind of yeah. collect. And they're like, "Oh, like Winston, you alive?" Like Ray, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Egon, you alive? He's like, "Oh my god, my head hurts!" Like <laughs> they all say like stupid <laughs> things. And then 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 they see the terror dogs, and they're like they're all like turned to stone, and we're like, "Oh, yeah. they're I'm sorry about Dana." It's like, and then then they see like the hand moving, and like she's yeah. alive. They start taking apart, and then like yeah, it was so crazy. By the way, yeah, that, it, like, it was visceral. It was weird. Yeah, looking. they were encased in this like the actual actors were encased like Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis in like in like a skin like a yeah, second like skin like a super thick second skin and they're trying to break out like uh, it's so they break them out they punch them out and then also uh, uh Rick Moranis's Tully was uh was yeah. in there and he makes uh, it he oh, makes it the funny thing is that he wanted a sample of his brain yeah after no, he's but like, the line that Rick Moranis is uh that Louis Tully said was like the superintendent's gonna be pissed <laughs> the superintendent's gonna be pissed He's like, you just survived a uh, class three possession with apparitional transformation. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? He's like, I don't know. I feel kind of weird. Never. <laughs> so Rick Moranis, dude. Yeah. And then Egon's like, oh, yeah, I would like a piece of your brain matter. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Um, and then that ends with just uh, Winston on top of the the skyscraper doing a King of the World. Oh, I love this town. And then the song ends, and we're like, Ghostbusters! Yeah, they saved the city. Oh, so good. And then the whole world, everyone's just like, they're heroes. And it just ends with Slimer flying away past the camera. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. It's a it? a perfect, perfect movie. Yeah, it was a great ride, and say watch it again. Funny as hell, logical, progressive, scary at times, real stakes, believable characters, great direction, uh, special effects, music, and cinematography. This is yeah. movie was perfectly put together. It was. This was a, a perfect, perfect movie. So. Uh, you have any other burning notes you want to say before we get into our traditional letter grades? No, I do not. I want to get into letter okay, grades. Okay, I'll start. I'm going to say this is an A+. Ghostbusters is one of the all-time greatest movies of all time. The story is compelling, the characters are interesting, and the humor is tight, and the stakes are real. This is a perfect example of when the tools meet the talent, to quote Winston at the end of the movie. Wow, that was, uh, that was way better than I had written. Yeah, I, I need to step up my chops here. So I'm going to give it an A. I said, in what feels like a fresh movie in the times of superheroes, the classic movie Ghostbusters just feels new. It's endearing, it's fun, and thanks to the nuances of the actors, you really just feel for them. The nuances are the physical acting, the physical comedy present just really sold it for me. I said, we need more physical comedy in movies. Anyway, watch this movie before you watch the newest Ghostbusters. Get you some knowledge. We, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like when when you make a movie, I, take notes about this one. How how the, every scene yeah. complements the next. Yes, not every scene has to be overcomplicated. The characters, either. every character was the best character version they can be. Yeah, even when Vankman was being a sleazebag, he made up for it by like saving her and being yeah. the hero and actually yeah, like, and actually following up on her problems. Like uh, Egon uh, Harold Ramis, uh, you know, uh, hats off, God rest his soul. But he did a great nerdy. It was perfect. Uh, uh, 
I think I think when they when they saw uh, Gozer for, or the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man for the first time, uh, Bankman's <laughs> like, "What do you think we should do?" He's like, "I don't know. This is the most terrified I've ever been in my entire life. I think I'm going to die today." Like he said something like that. <laughs> you know, his delivery. I am, I am terrified beyond belief. <laughs> yeah, and like like Marcus said, be the smartest version of that character you can be. And let me tell you, man, Egon is like a character that just sold. So many other roles, you know. Every one of these characters uh, stole the stole the show, and uh, you know, even Sigourney Weaver, you felt like she was seriously yeah. in trouble. And uh, he, he, like when when Venkman first inspected her room, and like it was like nothing's wrong. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, baloney! You know what? They, what's in baloney? <laughs> it's so dangerous. She's like, I'm not crazy. She's like, I don't think you're crazy. Like it's just not here. <laughs> just talking about baloney. He's like, just call me like if it happens again, that kind of thing. Um, so notes before you see Afterlife, and I know this. I, I hate doing this because it gets dated, but you know, releasing before. Uh, watch that scene in Ghostbusters one where they're in jail because that's when they really talk about Evo Shandor yep. and the Gozer worshiping cult. And I only say that because of stuff that I, I haven't seen it yet. So stuff on the trailer, yep. you can see that there's Evo Shanding, yes. uh, Evo Shandor it, mining it, like, company leans heavy. Um, they, they say they built the skyscraper with unusual material to attract ghosts. Bizarre rituals to bring the end of the world. The New York incident was no coincidence. Um, and if you and if you uh, also want to know what happens in Ghostbusters two, uh, not not as epic of a movie. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, they fought Vigo the Carpathian. He was a yes. a painting. I am Vigo, scourge of Carpathia. Command you. Yes, command me, Lord. He was able to possess people. He possessed Ray a bunch of times. Um, I, have, I can't recall the last time I saw that one. It's so. okay. You don't need to. Uh, he was an evil painting. <laughs> Dana had a, uh, with one of her uh, orchestra buddies, had a, a, a son named Oscar, who would be an adult now, by the way. Um, and uh, Ray had the occult bookstore, which they okay. do acknowledge in the, the Ghostbusters Afterlife oh, trailer. They do. Um, and uh, the other thing that may come up, mood slime. So if you're in a happy mood or can project happiness, the slime will be happy and help you. That's how they were able to make the Statue of Liberty walk. Oh. And if you are angry, it projects the anger and bubbles because they said the New York is full of anger, a lot of angry people. That's oh, how the man. slime was able to. Okay. You know, there actually was in that movie uh, a pneumatic uh, tunnel system for yeah. the, uh, where they abandoned the subway. They abandoned an entire subway section, which yeah. exists. The slime was able to cultivate there and grow. That, that, oh, that's how that happened. And then Vigo the Carpathian was able to direct the slime to him to give him power. I remember this. So they were able to make enough happy slime. Yes. To slime him and save Ray from possession. And uh, somehow. Oh my th- God. I'm, like, yeah. it's so weird how things are flooding right back. I'm it's remembering like, this. <laughs> yeah. And they were able to like slime the painting and somehow the painting turned into a painting of the Ghostbusters in yeah. like, like Roman like. Like togas, and the baby was in the middle. And they're like, "What the hell is this?" I don't know. And that's how the movie ended. Uh, they also had the the mood slime was able to turn the Statue of Liberty into a, a walking uh, happiness uh, beacon. That's cool. So they might they might talk about. I think they might talk about the mood slime. They might talk about Oscar because he totally is an adult now. Yeah. Um, but that has been our hot take on the first Ghostbusters movie and uh, prep for Ghostbusters Afterlife. See it. We're on the street. It's good. Um, so let us know what you think. We will definitely be giving you our hot take on that next week. Uh, until then, I'm your host, Mark Rubicawa from Mr. Airplaneta. Remember to hit that ding notification. Uh, like, share, subscribe. You've listened to Clubhouse Movies Podcast. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>